Good morning, everyone. It's Judy Day Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Um, whew, so still in isolation or whatever. Listen, you all need to stay home so we can stop doing this. I mean, I have enjoyed my time. It's allowed me to not be flat out exhausted. Um, but working from home has its challenges. Yesterday, my internet went out. So I had to go online on my phone, <laughs> change my phone plan so I could get internet, um, become a hotspot. And I don't know, I had a, I was able to do that before and then they changed their plans and I obviously didn't need that feature until yesterday. So I had to change my phone plan so I could become a hotspot so I could do my work. So yeah, this is interesting and I'm adaptable, but now I got to wait instead of going to get more food. I got to wait for the, uh, the internet dude. So it's like, but I'm glad that it went out while I was here because that is not a situation you want to deal with, with, um, a senior, uh, who is a little foggy on details. Um, so anyway, enough about that, but yeah. I don't want to be sheltering in place all summer. So please, people, stay home. I think the media and the news media and, you know, the people they've chosen the, uh, to have speak on this have really not hammered the point home. I think we finally have a doctor uh, doing the local stuff that makes more sense. Listen, people are not just trying to impose on your rights when they're telling you to stay at home. We're trying to stop the spread of the disease. And for some reason... The way they're telling it, it just doesn't come out that way. And I think it's because everybody's hemming and hawing and like, we don't want to be big government and we don't want to, you know, uh, impose rules on you. But seriously, you know, yes, people should have enough common sense to stay at home. But clearly, people are selfish. I mean, I, I had a relative, you know, well, you guys can still come over. And I'm like, dude. You live in a building full of vulnerable, the vulnerable population lives in your building. So no, we can't come over. That's the problem. Everybody feel well, I'm not sick. That's not the point. I mean, I feel like the selfishness has just reached an apex. Like, stop thinking about you and start thinking about, hey, I could still, I'm relatively healthy. I could still be spreading it. You see what I mean? And the because the government has done such a horrible job with the testing. Um, I mean, look, I don't know if it would have been better under another president, but I don't think it would be worse because other presidents seem to care about the electorate and didn't care more about being right. So I don't know. This is a hot mess. And until everybody can get tested, you don't know who's spreading what. That's that's the whole point. We're we're socially distancing and stop calling it that. Tell people to stay in the fucking house. Maybe that's what people will understand. But we're doing that because there's not not enough tests. You know what I mean? Like we can't tell who's who's spreading it, who's got it and make them just sit in the corner. So we all got to sit in the corner. And that's somebody's fault. And nobody will take responsibility for that. There's a memo that went around in January to the, all through the White House, and they did nothing. 
I think Trump's response was something like I internally reacted to it. Dude, I've seen this kind of shit up close and it is terrifying when people aren't good at their jobs and they're not accountable and they'll bend the truth. Dude, it is a scary, scary thing to witness. And if you're not afraid by someone who is so unhinged and so megalomaniac, what what's the word? Megalomaniacal. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's scary, dude. That's really, really scary. I not and when I when I'm afraid, I don't sit back and just cower in fear. I send my energy towards what I want to see happen, not what I'm afraid will happen. And for the sake of the country, this dude has to go. For the sake of democracy, we need to get our acts together. Speaking of, I was watching uh I woke up way early, insanely early, like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And uh, I actually like getting up at four. But today, just I was kind of out of it or something. Grog- oh, I don't have any Internet and I didn't want to keep burning up my phone. So uh, my data. So I turned on the television and Vice has an HBO show and I was watching it. And apparently this is how interesting people are. And I'm. I don't know. I don't know if we're interesting or not, but (laughs) this, uh, there's something going on in India where, um, if I could, let's see, how was it going down? Basically, uh, there's something called Hindu nationalism going on. Now I, I, granted, I didn't watch a whole bunch of it. It was really early in the morning. I was kind of out of it. But the gist is, all throughout India, there is a movement, I think it's Hindus versus Muslims, and there's something called Hindu nationalism, and basically they're going to put people who don't make a certain list into what looks like concentration camps, but they call them detention centers. Um, Yeah, what in the world? So I'm not sure. So, you know, of course, me being an American, I look at it and I'm thinking, you got to go to a jail or a detention place. And it's interesting because the prime minister, they showed a picture of him, a video of him basically saying there are no such thing as detention centers. And then they cut to uh, a sign that said detention center this way. And then you could see people building these detention centers. So here's my point. So as an American, I I look at it and I'm horrified that people have to go, uh, to this place for no other reason than they're not on the list of Hindu nationals, whatever that is. And a lot of the people who are going to be forced to go are poor and uneducated. Hmm. And so, uh, I, as an American, I also go, see, everybody thinks everything's about race. In America, that they would say, oh, they're only rounding up the black people or the people of color and putting them in these concentration camps or, sorry, detention centers. Um, And that's what we would focus on. You know, that's what they want to do to black people. But see, that is a country where they're all the same color. They all look, you can't tell who's Hindu and who's Muslim by looking at them. You cannot tell. They all look the same. For real, not in some stereotypical way. Like, they literally look very, very similar. There's no reason why they should look at each other and see a differentiation, but they do. 
isn't that fascinating? And I was like, this is too deep for four in the morning. And I fell asleep. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's fascinating to me. Also, I remember I worked with someone. I've, I've had a very interesting work life, which is not what I wanted. Not the way. I mean, I wanted it to be interesting. I just didn't want to have to keep doing craptastic jobs. But one of them, uh, I started out early in my career. I wanted to be flexible so I could keep flying back and forth to L.A., uh, when it looked like I might actually get a production deal. Um, and my friends lived in L.A., my friends from college. So uh, I tempt a lot. And so <laughs> I remember meeting, a, I think she was a Japanese, a Japanese lady. She was very fascinating. She was young, but she had like an old spirit. And she married a Chinese man. And I think they invited us to dinner one day and we were laughing and she was saying like, yeah, our, our marriage is like ooh, taboo. And I was like, what? Because apparently the Japanese and the Chinese do not get along at all. And racist as me, I'm like almost every other black person about Asian culture. I was like, but why y'all look just the same? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was young. And I'm a St. Louisan, and I'm telling you, every black person in St. Louis believes if you're Asian, you're Chinese. It, there's no other <laughs> country. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'm generalizing, but a good chunk of us are like that. And it's funny because in a city as segregated as St. Louis, most people, when you talk race issues, they're only talking black and white. Um, if you're any other race, good luck. Uh, but anyway, my my point is people can be very, very, uh, I don't know what that is. It's just we can be very narrow in our view. We're always looking for something to put us in one spot and somebody else in another spot. Here, it's more obvious. Let's go with black and white. But if black people weren't here, it would be rich white people versus poor, poor white people. And then it would you know, if there were no other races represented here, that's what it would be. And and I think that's what's happening in that very tiny thing I watched for five minutes before I fell asleep. But I was really disturbed. I'm like, I can't let my morning energy be dictated by concentration camps or sorry, detention centers. Um, it was just grim. And it's like the only difference the only difference you could see for real was what, you know, the people who had money in India versus people who don't have money or education. I And I mean, that's what's obvious. I can't look at someone and tell if they're Hindu or Muslim. So, yeah, Hindu nationalism, it's a thing. And it's scary. It's scary how people tend to just want to be in groups that make them feel safe as opposed to just you know, finding a way because we're all going to be here. Even if you put them in these centers, that doesn't mean they're going away. They're not going to leave your country, you know, and it's the same thing here. It's like, yeah, you want to get rid of all the immigrants in a country built by immigrants. The whole concept of America is immigration. It just doesn't make sense. And everybody thinks they're right. That's the problem. Somebody's not right in all these equations. And uh, it's just sad. I mean, people, people, before it's over with, we need to figure out how to not be cruel to each other. And I get it. I get it. I'm not a bleeding heart liberal by anybody's stretch. 
But wrong is wrong. There's certain things you just shouldn't do to other people. And I can't fix everybody's problems and I can't motivate everybody. You know, there are going to be people in our society that will require a certain level of care for whatever reason. Um, And you just have to figure out how to make a society work for the masses, you know, for the majority, not the not the just select few. And uh, democracy is really getting tested these days. Because I don't see how that is democratic or fair. Um, And I see a lot of injustice in America, but it ain't quite like that. Wow. So anyway, it's a wow for a Wednesday. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, a good day. I'm going to spend the morning waiting for the cable guy or whatever, the internet guy. Um, You know, and that's going to be weird. Because he's going to have to be covered from head to toe. And I'm, we're going to have to wear masks and stand in another room while we instru- instruct him what's wrong with our shit. So, you know, this is all very, very, very interesting. Please take care. Please be safe. And let's see each other on the other side of this. Right? I can't wait to be podcasting about something other than coronavirus. They just tore it up Just talking about it now Got me choking up And I don't want to rehash those feelings Cause then all those scabs start healing I get mad and talk bad about people Curse the world, call it trash and evil And just cause I might have to leave you And not care, I don't have to see you All these feelings, I don't even try to fight them Cause real talk, then you probably just like them Can you even stand to love a man like me? I ain't never gonna change, why can't you see? Do you really think that you can even handle me? Yeah, we 
just might make it And our bond will go far beyond breaking And this match might be heaven in the making Matter of fact, this covenant might be sacred And I imagine that we're passing something special I always fathom that love could be the vessel I feel a calm peace in me starting to settle I'm letting go and letting love unless you Stop losing your grip on what you promised Cause breaking up will awaken the cage monster I tried to warn you girl, I tried to stop you But you swear you can take whatever I brought you Man, you can see why I pushed you away It wasn't a game, but you just kept pushing play I tried to leave, but you just begged me to say You should've left me where I'm leaving now, but maybe too Take a chance on me. Uh. Take a chance on me.